linebackers. They have linebackers. I'm pretty sure they have linebackers. So they yeah. crossed to Chihuahua with a linebacker and they got a Chewbacca. <laughs> wow. You've, True story. You've heard it here, True story. Heard it here first. Eh? <laughs> I know nice. all the Star Wars facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yoda was made from a yoga mat. That's why he was Yoda. Ah. Hmm. And and yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. No, 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 definitely not. <laughs> um, okay, well, welcome to the show. I guess my name is Gabor. Uh, this is the Super Fun Awesome Happy Done Better Show podcast. Um, and uh, who who do I have on the phone here? Who's the first caller for the day? Oh, uh, first first time caller, long time listener. Oh, hello, hello, first time caller, long time listener. <laughs> uh, how can I help you? I uh, just want to know uh, why the local council in my area keeps shutting off the water when I, um, <laughs> when I, when I urinate in the uh, tanks outside town. <laughs> yeah, answer me that. Okay? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you watch? Do you watch um, Sean McCallis' program? The, um, the the news one. Oh, every once in a while, yeah. <laughs> there's a there's a character on there that um uh forget his name one of the, the kind of satire characters and he's always whinging about his, his local local council member and um yeah it turns out in whinging turns out he's like this massive creep and, oh of um, course yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like yeah and i asked a couple down the street but they didn't want to talk to me because i was inside the, in their bushes at at 2 a.m. and keep whinging away. Yeah. People just Great. have no fun nowadays. No, no sense of humor. No sense of humor. Um, so before we before we get further into uh, this very topical um, <laughs> all things guitar and pedal related podcast, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, please uh, make sure to subscribe. Um, please make sure to uh, also. If you, if you if you would be so kind, leave us a comment. Um, go to iTunes, leave us a, or not comment, a review, I think it's called. Yeah. Leave us a review in iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more, I guess there's a whole ranking system in iTunes. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, give us, you know, if you want to do something really nice for us, leave us a review. And if you want to be even nicer, leave us a positive review. Um, that would be <laughs> should fantastic. specify that. <laughs> and also, before we start, quickly, um, if you want to help us out with other things, why not uh, take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this? You don't have to be in the photo. You can just take a photo of whatever it is you're looking at. And uh, yeah, either email it to us, uh, super fun, awesome, happy time at. Um, um, gmail.com super fun awesome happy time at gmail.com uh, or go to our Facebook or Instagram and then send it to us there and, and yeah that'd be ace right on yes yeah, so sure. Alex how are you doing what's new uh, with you um, I've been st- just been doing some work in the studio this morning ah. quantizing drums the old drum quantizing yep that's great fun that old chestnut yeah and then trying to experimenting with um, in Logic, the sample player is um, what is that sample player? Is it EXS or something? ESX. Yeah, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's a drum replacement feature of Logic. Yeah. And um, so yeah, just been mucking around, putting some samples um, underneath acoustic drums. 
Ah. Not because not because it's played badly or recorded badly, but just to I think it's a cool tool tool to change the tone. Or embiggen as well. Yeah, or just um the the snare drum we recorded was like thirteen by eight or something, so it's kind of really mid ranging and low punchy kind of thing. And just want a bit more crack to it. Ah. So I put like a bit more like a steel or a brass type sample. Um, under it because you can do you can in logic you can do audio to midi convert as well mm. well it's basically that yeah um but it's that feature in particular is designed for drums which um just grabs transients really okay which is pretty cool yeah cool and um hey hey speaking of that sample player did you oh you saw that link i sent you this morning with um what's his name is it michael yeah the dude whatever the dude yeah, um, um, hang on, let me have a look. Uh, 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 what was he called? What was he called? I watched some of his videos before. Yeah, it's Christian cool, hey. Henson. Okay, not Michael. <laughs> no, definitely not. Christian. Chris Henson. Uh, so if you don't know who he is, um, he runs a company called Spitfire Audio. I think we've talked about it a couple of times. Yep. Doing um, sample libraries for... Um, orchestral mostly stuff. Or- and... Orchestral stuff, yeah. Strings, woodwind, um, chimp percussion stuff. Mostly for like the world of TV and film uh, scoring. Yep. And um, yeah, it turns out he has his own YouTube channel, which is really cool. Like lots of running stuff through guitar effects and running stuff through his like, Euro Rack and Modular. Um, uh, yeah, and just came across it yesterday. And um, he did, did, he's, he's in England, must be in the north somewhere because it's he's a rent near a frozen lake. Yeah. And <clears throat> the video I watched, it's called. Ice Choir, I think it is. Did you see that one? No. So basically, when you get a frozen surface on a lake or a, any body of water, it actually has a pitch. So, oh, yeah, yeah, it would, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he got some stones and skipped it across the surface and, um, and recorded that sample. And then, um, but he had to go back at 2.30 in the morning because it's next to a main road. And he was just recording on his iPhone. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Background noise. Yeah, and um, he shows you how once you get those recordings, you cut them up into samples and um, EQ them and add effects and reverbs and things. And pitch and he, them down. You always pitch them down. Mm. Well, he um, does the other way too, like pitches it up. So basically like make, creates like a shimmer verb. Oh. And um, a couple of them he ran, ran through um, uh, Strymon, Timeline, and the Big Sky. Oh, and um, then you um, load it into this EXS sample player or ES, e- e- whatever it is, yeah. the um, Logic one, and that'll actually tr- pitch it all to piano notes. Yeah, it transposes it, yeah, to all the different notes, yeah. yeah. So then you can play melodies through, like, with the sound of a frozen lake. And then, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's such a cool idea. It's, um, especially with, like, the sound, the original sound itself, was super cool. Has all this kind of metallic, sort of bouncing and echo type of stuff. But once you run it through some effects pedals, and he's got a um, old lexicon rack effects. Okay. So nineties thing um, does come some panning stuff too. Yeah, it's kind of it becomes synthetic, but it's from an an acoustic source. So it has this. Um, yeah, really kind of cool thing about it where it's it's synthetic but also natural at the same time. 
That's pretty cool. I've used yeah. I've used the sample thing before once um, with vocals. Oh yeah, where I, I, I sampled a bunch of R's and U's, mm-hmm. and then off off a, a singer, and then I I put it into the sample thing, and then you could play it like a keyboard. Cool. And it it almost it's like a vocodery kind of thing, but it um it it especially once you go further the further you go away from the original note in in pitch, the more synthetic it sounds. Yeah, cool. And the cooler it kind of sounds. And what yeah. we also did was we did the oohs and ahs, and I auto tuned it so it's complete like just a one note, so there was yep. no vibrato no, or anything. Vibrato, it was just yeah. a. And it, sound, it sounded really cool. And it was sort of in the background. Instead of using a pad, we used her voice. And she, yeah, played, cool. her vo- she played her own voice on the keyboard, which is kind of <laughs> cool. So, so with that, <clears throat> do you just record a really nice example and then that sampler pitches it for you? You don't have to do every semitone. No, you yeah. don't. You don't. That, yeah. But that's the thing then. The, the further away you go, either up or down from that note, mm. the, more, the more synthetic it sounds. So yeah, cool. I think what we ended up doing is we ended up doing a couple of notes because as you yeah. import it into the sample player in Logic, you can actually say from what note to what note you want that sample to go for. Mm-hmm. So I think we recorded a couple of samples and did a couple of lower ones, a couple of sort of middle and a couple of higher ones. So it wasn't yeah, cool. super synthetic. But then it sounded funny again because it was um, – it was a slightly different sound as you went up. Um, yep. But yeah, but because we auto-tuned everything like to ridiculous auto-tune, like um, so it was mm. l- like a non-moving just note yeah. uh, in perfect pitch. It sounded synthetic to begin with anyway. So Yeah. But with lots of reverb on it and stuff and having it sort of in a background instead of a pad, just mm. we tried it for something different. This other thing um, with that sampler he did with the ice choir thing, um, he layered two samples in the in the keyboard. So um, with a, like a mod wheel type MIDI controller, um, it's you go from a darker sample to a more um, brighter, like a bright, brighter one with like an octave <clears throat> octave reverb effect. Okay. So so you can actually do like a like a pad and expressively add that higher. Ah, cool. Um, shimmer type effect. Yeah. I haven't gotten that deep into the sample player thing in the yeah, me <laughs> logic, but um, yeah, that's that's the only time I've ever used it. I just, I just need more need more hours in the day. Yeah, yeah. More coffee in the hours. Yes, less podcasts yeah. and less YouTube videos. Yeah, and less <laughs> house renovating and house. <laughs> yes, and wives and kids and stuff like that. Re- re- renovating wives and whatnot. renovating wives. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> paint them <laughs> yeah uh-huh. this is my blue one this is my red one <laughs> i feel uh i'm in a kind of green mood today get the green wife <laughs> <clears throat> well, that's weird Makes yeah like skittles um okay so you've been just spending a lot of time in the studio and doing recording and drum quantizing and watching youtube videos yeah well last 24 hours pretty much that's what we're doing um, yeah. How was your gig last night? Did you get rained out? Uh, it, I got quite wet when I got there because it was raining when I got there and I was waiting for a bit oh. um, for it to maybe hopefully stop, but it didn't. And then, man, it was like, it, it was almost a bit sort of horror movie 
because the, yeah. the the place I played at, uh, it's in Montville. It's sort of a, an old build. It's quite an old building, sort of an old. Um, it almost looks like an old English cottage kind of thing. So it's all kind of creaky as it is, you know, the floors and and everything and the stairs and, um, and I played inside upstairs because, you know, usually I play outside, but it was rather wet outside, and um, the whole night the light was kind of flickering. And every once in a while, my PA didn't turn off, but my pedal board sometimes kind of reset because I guess the power just dropped too low. Yeah, okay. So, yep. like, I had my looper on, and at one stage, the looper just went because the power kind of dimmed. To, but it never went completely, but it just sometimes kind of dimmed. And, and the storm must have been directly above the town where I was in Montville because it was like literally the, the, the whole night was like in horror movies. It was like lightning and thunder at the same time ridiculously yeah. loud thunder and it hit it sounded like it hit really nearby quite often you know um and every time the thunder hit the whole house, the whole building was shaking <laughs> so that you know yeah. you had to sort of it's like an old building with dim lighting as it is and then the lighting kept flickering and big thunderstorm um and yeah man the first one the first big thunder it like Literally, I think, I don't know, there would have been, I don't know, 50, 60 people in the room. Everyone pooed their pants. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, like ridiculously ba- loud. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> um, but yeah, um, then it, by the time I finished it, it stopped. But um, it was it was uh, stinking hot inside too because you had to have, because it was quite stormy. So they closed most of the windows because the rain was sort of horizontal at times. Mm. And um, um, so it was really stinking hot in there because it was a, a room full of people. Um, the aircon was pumping like crazy, but it still didn't it didn't do enough. So it was really hot. All the windows were all fogged up. Um, yeah, it was yeah. sort of like a horror movie scene, but it, it worked, and and I made it home. I, I didn't um, I didn't go for a swim in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm visualizing the the beginning of Rocky Horror Picture Show. Just car breaking down, stormy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Let's split up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And actually, now that we're split up, there's a little, there's a there's a lake there. I'm going to go for a swim. <laughs> That's every horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Insert, insert um, character name here. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so did. that was yesterday. But um, other than yeah. that, um, so new with me is. Um, uh, well, with me personally, not a whole lot, um, um, but with us channel-wise, so we just did, um, we, we were talking about it before, we not long ago got the Marshall Studio Classic 20 head, which yeah. I, in the unboxing video, kept calling 30 watts and the 30, but it's actually the 20. Um, we got that um, recently and we did a video for that. And um, what were your thoughts on it, Alex? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's definitely that that classic rock tone, hey? Absolutely, um, yeah. It sounds great. I mean, I'm not usually into amps like that, but um, it sounded really, really good. And the clean sounds are killer too. Yeah, Especially, yeah. That's the thing um, that actually surprised me. I sort of expected it to be a um, a very much a one trick pony, but um, mm. it's kind of like a two to three trick pony, <laughs> but. Yep. Um, the clean was, it's quite a nice, it's that Marshall clean, you know, it's, it's, um, mm. and it takes pedals quite well. That's, a, that's a <coughs> actually something we, 
we're going to do in another video with it. Um, get, I don't know, a whole bunch of different overdrives and distortions and um, run them into mm. it. And Because um, I do find, especially heavier distortions and fuzzes and stuff, marshals do tend to take them a lot better than fender amps and the sort of more cleaner amps so um um yeah looking forward to trying that out but yeah i i i, I think it's a killer amp really really good amp yeah and i definitely loud enough to gig with and oh absolutely yeah do anything yeah put on top of a 212 or a 412 and that's yeah well, i, I days, like really. the, the uprights the the is that what they call them upright 212s that they yeah. that they brought out with them the, Vertical, type. vertical two twelve or whatever they call them. Um, like, yeah. I really like the look of them, but yeah, I think I think um, I think it's a real it's a real winner that amp. And like I said in the video as well, I think the twenty watt thing, you know, the hundred watt, you know, Marshall eight hundreds and nine hundreds and two thousands and all that. If you're playing big stages and big stadiums. It's one thing, you know, even then, you know, you have people telling you to turn down the sound guys. But, I mean, if you do that, um, you know, you do need a big amp, loud amp, lots of headroom. But for smaller venues, um, if, you, if you use it, especially if you if you someone who doesn't really use a lot of pedals and you just want that drive sound, I think that's one of the things why a lot of, smaller bands they get you know they go oh man i've got to buy a marshall you know and especially i mean prime example in in my days in the 90s when i did a lot of original music everyone had a jcm 900 everyone yeah and they all sounded like crap yeah. because they couldn't turn them up loud enough and i really find now i mean i haven't had a huge experience with marshall in the past because i never liked marshall in the past because mm. of my experiences with other bands in the 90s and stuff but I think the real magic with Marshall is when you turn the, the master volume up and you have the power amps working and that gives it that fatness and that really nice tone. And I think yeah. um, 100 watt, if you, if you, you know, if you are, I don't know, if you are Slash or if you are Richie Sambora or, you know, if you play stadiums and stuff, yeah, of course, you know, you can go with, you know, you can crank it and use it a bit more. But um, if you're um, Gavin Smithenston, <laughs> who plays down at the pub every Sunday. From Smithsville. Uh, sorry? From Smithsville. Smithville, yes. Gavin yeah. Smithenston from Smithville in Smithtonia. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and you, you play at your lo local pub and, and, you know, once you go past the first audible sound, it's basically too loud. That's why they don't sound that good, you know, uh, the big hundred yeah. waters. Whereas this, you flick it down to five watts mm. and you can almost crank the master. It's still probably going to be a bit loud. Um, yeah. But you've I got a killer sounding amp with a lot of weight to the sound. That five watt thing is kind of like worth the price tag alone. Yeah. Having that yeah. low power thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you, want, if you need headroom, if you want a bit of extra headroom, if you use pedals and you want the headroom with pedals, 20 watts yeah. is fine, but if you want that Marshall, if you like, I don't know, like in a rock band, punk band, and you want the amp distortion, mm. five watt setting, crank the master, crank the pregame, and you've got a killer sound. Yep. Yeah, it's great. Um, still, like five watts is still loud. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not bedroom level that you can't hear next in the 
lounge room or something. You'll hear it next house. Yeah. Well, I think you can gig yeah. quite easily with five watts. Um, on yeah. That. Well, um, I did a gig once with um, my creme brulee head, and that's 15 watts, and I did the whole gig on a on the half power setting, which is, I guess, seven-ish. Seven and a half-ish. And, yeah, seven and a half-ish. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it wasn't mic'd, just on a single 12 cab. Yeah. Man, like, it wasn't a massively loud gig, but it filled good-sized club room. Even. Yeah. And, um, yeah, seven watts. No mic. Seven and a half. Seven wouldn't have, wouldn't have been loud enough. The seven and a half made it. Ah, uh, it's the half made it, yeah. A half a watt, yeah, that made it. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I, I thought it was killer. I thought it was really, really good. Um, 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 yeah, and there'll be more videos coming, and hopefully uh, end of March, early April, we'll get the Studio Vintage. And hopefully mm. the um, Jubilee as well. He was saying when I talked to them about it, because um, the Jubilee's been out for a while uh, as a 20-watt version. I think they called it a Jubilee Mini, maybe. Um, but um, I think they're rebranding it now. So it'll have written on it Jubilee Studio or something like that or, or Studio yeah. Jubilee or something like that. All the same series. Yeah. So it's all rebranded, so it'll, it'll have different writing on it. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, um, we'll get one of those as well because I think um, the Jubilee is something that I always – uh, when I see bands that use Jubilees, I always like the sound. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and I would like to really try. I know it's not the same as the old big hundred watt Jubilee, but um, um, I'd I'd like to I'd like to try it out just you know for the sake of trying it out. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, and a vintage as well, like the Plexi style. I think that would yeah, be, I'm keen on that. Would be kind of cool. And I think we should do because just because I just actually edited the video before we started the podcast for the the Marshall yeah. uh, one, and um, just in listening back to it in the low sensitivity setting, it is kind of a bit reminiscent of the Origin. So I think maybe we should do a an AB between the Origin and the the Studio Classic on the low sensitivity input. On the high sensitivity, can't it doesn't get that distorted the origin. Yeah, sure. But on the low sensitivity it um it has that similar sort of sound that that <clears throat> that really broken up clean to m mm. like a mild overdrive sound. So maybe we should yeah. do an, an AB with that as well. <clears throat> cool. Okay. Um so that's a Marshall. What else did we do? We did a whole bunch of videos the other day. We did... Uh, yeah. The big day of videos. We did the Fender Blender. Fender Blender. Yeah, that's already out, the video. So, um, yeah, what cool, were your thoughts uh, on that? So, Oh, the thoughts. Yeah, it's cool. Um, hmm. Well, it's, it's definitely its own thing, I think. It's It doesn't sound like any other fuzz, really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to say, it's, I was just thinking it's tr kind of like a, but it's not. <laughs> It's, just... it's it's um and this was I should also mention because a few people asked in a video and I did write it in a description but the one we have is or the one I bought was the um early 2000s Korean made reissue and I believe there is another reissue but that only has three knobs and that's okay. not as good but I'm not sure right. about that exactly but so the one I got is a Korean made early 2000s uh reissue but apparently from what I read um, they are pretty much alike. As the, the, they're very close to the original. Yeah, cool. Okay. And what I actually thought after we filmed mm. it, I completely forgot about it while we were filming the video, because it's got a dry blend. We should have done yeah. bass. 
Ah, yes. Because it can blend in the dry. Base fuzz. Base fuzz. So maybe yeah. we'll do a video of that. Just yeah. a bass video with it. Sure. Can you ukulele bass? Ukulele? Yeah. Well, what, what else would you do? I mean, normal oh. bass. Who would do that? <laughs> Octave up fuzz on a ukulele bass. Um, yeah, control. Yeah, but it was cool. I, I, I quite liked it. I bought I literally mm. bought it. Um, it was ridiculously cheap on eBay because someone, it was advertised as a Fender Blander. It was spelt wrong yeah. and no one bid on it. And it went for like nothing, for like 50 bucks or something like that. And I went, okay. I'll just get it. Why not? <laughs> um, just because it looked cool, and then um, yeah, I wasn't really thinking much, you know, about what is it going to sound like and is it good. But I just I bought it and just sort of a you know spare yeah. the moment kind of thing. And um, yeah, I really like it now. It's a good, really cool sounding fuzz actually. Because mm. cool. I remember I worked at the at uh, music shop at Music at Noosa in the early two thousands when it came out when Fender released that whole series. Um, and they had the Fender Blender, they had the Phaser thing. The Phaser? Yeah, oh yeah, the Phaser with the big big rotary thing. Yeah. And they had, I think, a volume and fuzz? Like a big chrome volume one? Well, there was one that was a big chrome one that had, had fuzz and wah. Oh, right, okay. And then there was another big one and it had, and I never knew quite how it worked, but... The the wah bit, like the the what do you call it the the bit you actually move on the the, the rocker the I rocker guess. it yeah. moved sort of sideways and that's how you turn gain up. All right, okay. Um, and yeah, they had a whole bunch of them, and I just remember at the time plugging them in and going, oh, I don't like those. <laughs> um, and Taste that's it. That sort of, and they were at they had no one bought them. That was I think one of those series that didn't go very well. Yeah, yeah. But I think I might keep an eye out for for some more of them because um, they do look cool. They look really cool, and I, I was, like I said, I actually really like the Fender Blender now. I think it's a cool sounding fuzz. Yeah. Um, what else did we do? We did ah, oh, we did uh, a couple of new X pedals, which um, mm. yep, we were sort of given. It's a bit of an odd kind of story, but um, and I'll just tell it. Who cares? Um, so I contacted New X, and I spoke to the guy one of the guys who was, you know, the Australian distributor for NewX, and he said they weren't too keen on on sending us stuff directly and maybe go through a music shop. And I said, that's cool, that's fine, and I know the guys at Music at Noosa really well. And then he sent me a hat, like yeah. literally the next day, because they're, they're in Brisbane, which is not far from here, and um, literally the next day in the mail, I got a NewX hat, and I just found it a bit bizarre, like why send me a hat? But anyway... Uh, <laughs> So we've got a new X hat now, but we did the um, what is it? <laughs> tape core it. echo tape core is that what it was called? Um, so, something deluxe was it? Tape core deluxe, I think that's what it's called. Tape core deluxe, yeah. which is sort of based on a memory, not, not memory man, the space echo, e space echo. Yeah, and that was actually kind of cool. Not too bad. Hey? It was like a hundred bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, hundred and twenty kind of, maybe. Yeah, Australian Definitely dollars. Like so. About seven American dollars at the moment, and <laughs> eleven yen. Eleven yen. That's, yen's um, more. Yen's more, like uh, four thousand yen or something. <laughs> yeah, you'll find out. You're going there soon. It's like I a am. lot. It's quite. That's why. That's why I meant it's really cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, eleven yen. So, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Be like a dollar fifty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, the tape core deluxe. I'm pretty sure that's what it was called. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
kind of yeah had some cool features for a quite a cheap line of pedals i thought having the uh the lock thing that was a, that's a good idea yeah i, I think more yeah. pedal manufacturers should do that i don't know if i'd actually use it though no but i mean i probably would actually because the amount of times i i um you know you take a pedal board out of the case and everything is moved in the pedal pedal case yeah. um i mean if you have specific things you want but um um I thought that was pretty cool. And um, the feature I actually dug was the um, tap tempo, like your f- foot switch. Oh, yeah, you hold t- the foot tap switch tempo. down and it turns into tap tempo. Yeah, for, for a hundred ish dollar pedal, that's pretty damn yeah, good. That's great. That was really, really cool. Um, yeah, I quite dug it. And the, the self oscillation on it, 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 it yeah. did really nice self oscillation and. Uh, so now I think for cheap pedal it's fantastic. And the other one we did was the Solid Studio, yeah. which is sort of a blue one, two button one, um, which is a power amp and IR, so power amp and speaker emulator. Um, okay, uh, I should actually backstory. So we did a few months ago. Ooh, what was that? A few months ago we did. Um, there was a buzz. A few months ago we did a a, a live pedal night thing so uh there's a local music shop here called music at noose i was just talking about them and they put on uh i think they just call it the pedal night um and they had we were there and another guy simon gardner who hopefully will be on the show soon too on the podcast um um anyway we, we we showed some things and did some stuff and uh we literally just plugged in that because we one of the things i was talking about and we were talking about was going direct so using um, uh, amp emulations or using, if you use an amp, using speaker emulations, that sort of stuff. That's what I was talking about. And I never plugged it in. We never plugged that Solid Studio in. And we literally plugged it in for the first time as we were in front of the people doing the thing and plugged it in. And I think both of us were very pleasantly surprised how good it sounded. Yeah. Uh, even just all the stock settings. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> They're all quite different and usable. Yeah. Like sometimes you get those, especially with sort of more um, inexpensive units, you might have like all these options and they kind of sound a bit different. Yeah. But these were like distinct flavors of cabinets and like well, even power amp tubes. Well, I think you have eight, eight different cabinets and eight different microphones and then you have three yep. different power amp tubes, uh, three different miking positions. And that's it, isn't it? Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. Does it sound like the original Royer into a greenback cab? Uh, Probably not, not. But does it sound good? Yeah, yeah. That's the question. We no, I thought it was great. And I think the idea is that you put it at the end of your pedal board and you can either go direct into a PA or recording or whatever you want to do. It also has a throughout. So I think you can put it at the end of your pedal board, run the throughout into an amp. Mm-hmm. But then um, record the um, the power amp and uh, speaker emulation in, or go directly into front of house with that. Uh, or, and you can load your own IRs into it. So it has a USB connection to it and you can load your own IR. I thought it was really, really good. And I think it's maybe $220. Yeah, something like that. So about eight American dollars. So it's uh, <laughs> it's... I thought it's great. I really liked it. And we did the video. We had your pedal board um, and plugged it straight into it. And I thought it sounded great. Yeah. It's um, 
if you're going to actually set it up, maybe get some like more amp in a box style drives. Yeah. Um, just to tailor it towards that kind of thing. Um, at the moment, I've just got some overdrives on the board plus a fuzz and something or whatever. But it still thought uh, it sounded good. Yeah, it still sounded good. But if that was kind of your like design setup idea, then you can tailor it and get more out of it again. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially kind of you know like um, actually we've got it here. I should have used it. Like the little Greer Ghetto Stomp, which is supposed to be like a Supro or a Champ type. Oh yeah, small yeah, 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 thing. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, things like that, that'll get you in that world, like one step ahead. Yeah. Before Box you rock get to kind the, of thing. Yeah, totally. Marshall type thing or, um, even those, um, those Fender, um, Deluxe and Basement ones. Oh, sorry, oh, the yeah, Boss. Oh yeah, the, the, the Boss Fender ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. We should have actually tried that. Or one of the, maybe we should do another video with it, um, borrowed again at some stage and do... Mm. All amp in a box pedals into it, like the the Bogner as well, Bogner Ecstasy that I've got, and um, ah yeah, I do like that thing. Um, tried a few, different, yeah, I reckon we should do another video of that. Yeah. Um, okay, what else did we do? Ah, oh, we did the new Mostronics pedals, the new Tone Meister and Driveline, the Tone Meister, yep. which is a fifty nine Baseman sounding thing, and a Driveline, which is an AC thirty Vox AC thirty kind of sounding thing. And your thoughts on that? <laughs> and go. Um, I think for me, the, um, the basement esque one was probably a pick just because I gravitate towards those kind of tones. Me too, yeah. As a player. Um, and what came out in conversation is that you're not really a Vox fan anyway. Like no, whether, I, I never, I don't, know. Something I don't get along with them. Yeah. Um, I think I'd, I've only used them sporadically. So. I think I'd like to actually get like an, maybe an AC15 just to spend some time with it. Yeah. And if I don't like it, yeah, you know, I can always sell it and it's going to hold its value close enough. Well, the only time I, I, I had, I played a few AC30s and AC15s and is there AC10 as well? I think there's an AC10 as well. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they had too, them yeah. at the uh, music shop Yeah. Uh, when I worked there and we just sort of plugged them in and tried them and yeah, I was. I, I don't know. I never got on with him. Hey, um, do you know Rory that plays with Aaron and Sparky? Uh, I know off him. Yeah. Um, I don't think he plays guitar much these days. Oh, he does, but not not gigging. Um, yeah, he's got an AC15, but he put a cream back, I think, in it. Ah. And that's sweet. That's really pretty. That's lovely. Isn't it? Yeah, well, but again, that makes a big difference. Different speaker. Yeah, and I think he plays a Les Paul most of the time too. So it's kind of that kind of janglier amp with a darker guitar. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, true, yeah. So, yeah, if you <clears throat> maybe a, a Vox Tele combination is just for general playing, it's just too barky. But that's like one of the most used combinations of, Yeah, I mean, think of most kind of, 90s and then again now telly seem to have a you know big comeback and you mm. know how many sort of english bands and and sort of indie bands were there that used tellies and um uh, a vox like from ra kind of... start radiohead yeah. <laughs> you know to you <laughs> name it's it that's it's that sound like if you're just doing a um 
you know, general band gig or just feel sound. I think you have to have to want that sound. Yeah. yeah. Together combination. Yeah, true. Yeah. Like not that it's bad or wrong or right or wrong. It's just it's like that's a thing. Yeah. 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 So yeah, no, I'm 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 I, I quite like the fifty nine. I actually I, I I like the drive line as well. But like I said, I'm mm. just not a not a um not a Vox kind of guy. Um, but I thought they were great. Uh, with the ba- new bass overdrive too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but, um, both wet and bl- wet and dry blends. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, two yes. separate knobs, one for wet and one for dry. Yeah, that was that's that's quite good. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Just just enough like just enough hair and not too scratchy. Sometimes when you run bass through overdrives, you get sort of weird upper like artifacts. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. No, I quite mm. like it. What else did we do? We did. Um, hmm. Did we do anything else? Probably. I can't think. Oh, of. the Greer Tremolo. Ah, yes, the Arbuckle. Ar- Ar- Is that what it's called? Arbuckle. Arbuckle. Yep. In uh, in brown. In in uh, in uh, party brown. Party brown. It's always a party with the brown. No, oh, always. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, it's very sweet, isn't it? pretty it's very pretty and it's it's one of those it it for my taste it it's almost too tame too nice um it doesn't quite go to extremes that i like but it is it's like a it's like a um i guess like an amp tremolo it won't yeah. go too far it just does what it does and um it was definitely definitely um, pretty but on the same same token, you just can't get it wrong. Like, no, the all the settings were good. Even, yeah, because yeah, it's just everything's sweet. No, but it's definitely that kind of slightly vintage, um, more traditional type effect, eh? Yeah. Well, it sounds yeah. like an old, like an old yeah. Fender amp trim or something like that. So Are it was good. I mean, the, the Greer stuff is generally good. So, um, um. Hey, speaking of trims, I'll tell you, last time I was at Aaron's, I played one of those Japanese um, 70s amps that he's doing up. Oh, yeah, Gaia yeah, t- yeah. Gaia Tones, I think, yeah. Yeah. One of those companies. I'm pretty sure it's Gaia Tone. I think you said Gaia Tone, yeah. Um, yeah, so the story is there's, there's like a pallet of amps stuck in a warehouse since the 1970s in Melbourne. And um, I know the company's either shut down or they've cleaned out the warehouse and found all these amps. And then one of the guys up here locally has a shop, just bought them sight unseen. And um, of course, some of them new stock, like new stock, they haven't even been out of the boxes like, huh. and the cardboard. So of course, all the caps are dried up and they need, you know, some don't even have valves in them. And, um, so yeah, they basically need an overhaul before you can even try them out. And um, they're cool though. I um, played one of the ones he's doing. It's like a... A twin type one, I think. Okay. But it had spring reverb and tremolo. And um, it's pretty nice. I swear there was a few years ago, again, when I worked at, at the music shop still. Yeah. They found, there's an old Australian brand called Strauss, Strauss Amps. Yeah. I swear there was the same sort of thing, that they found the whole batch of them in a warehouse that, um, that um, were there since the 60s or whenever they made them. <laughs> 
right <laughs> and no one used them and and then they were reselling at like new old stock yeah. i swear cool. there was something like that as well god knows i mean melbourne lots of italians probably a bit of mafia involved god knows what's going on there but yeah, uh <laughs> good on keeps things exciting um oh, what was i gonna say i was gonna say something <laughs> i forgot what i was gonna say doesn't matter uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it'd be cool, it'd be interesting to to try them out. Um, I got to go mm. and see Aaron anyway. I've been saying it for months, but I got to go and see him to fix yeah. amps and hopefully rack mounts. Yep. Um, so. um, yeah, he also had a, had a was a bass man. It was, it was two words, but he was looking at it and he's like, it doesn't look like a basement circuit. I think okay. it was something else. Yeah, maybe it was Did just he, a bass amp. Yeah. <laughs> So this is for bass, man. Bass woman. Um, yeah, it's, it's a, but he hadn't tried to get it going yet, so he wasn't sure. Yeah. Oh, and today I haven't. I don't think I've even told you. Um, Mod Duo have released a new plugin, or Mod oh, Devices yeah. Mod Duo, which is like a um, what is it called? The Dimension D, Dimension C, whatever. Yeah. The, the, like there was a craft thing. Which is a chorus, but it's not a chorus. Um, with the four buttons, yeah, they released a plugin version of that, and I tried it out this morning. It sounds really nice. Oh, cool! Um, is it just for the pedal, or like a plugin for software? Mod for the mod duo, so it's plugin for the software. Just like for, for the, the pedal, like for the mod duo pedal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, the way you said, it, I wasn't sure if it was a plugin or like another up, a firmware update. No, no, no. So it's another, just another pedal gotcha. plugin. Cool. Um, that was pretty Sounds cool. Good. And I actually, I, I, I bought one of their, um, um, cause I, I actually use it quite, I'm not a fan of shimmer reverb, but I use one of the, they have a shimmer verb yep. that is a free one. And then they have the same shimmer verb, but they have like a, the, the Mark two version with more things you can do. And you had to buy that. And I bought that today cause I thought, oh, I quite like the other shimmer verb. And it's really cool, actually. It's really nice. It's um, I'll do a video of it okay. at some stage. I'm not a Shimmerverb fan at all. Yeah. But that sounded good. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear it? Sorry. Can you hear it? Yeah. 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 Well, next time you come over, uh, or next, I can bring I'll bring them on duo over at some stage, or um, mm. I might even while you're away, I'll do a video and then you can watch it in Japan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to Japan this Wednesday. Yeah, that'll be cool. So I've got. The, oh, you need to sh send me the shopping list. Oh yeah, shop. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send it. I'll send it. Don't tell people now though, because then. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's not till after. Uh, what do you want is the Taiwan made boss pedals. Yes, yes, and sushi. Lots of sushi. Yeah. And uh, I think the, we'll do that. The special left-handed chopsticks. I told I told you we're staying in what looks to like to be a whole strip of Korean barbecue places. In Japan. Yeah, Shinjuku. Look, I checked it out on Google Maps, and the whole street's Korean barbecue. Yeah, they do like in yeah. in. I don't know if it's in Japan generally, but in Tokyo, it's very. Um, you know, like all the music it's... shops are in that street, and all the yeah. all the food places are in that street, and all the clothing shops are in that street. You know, it's sort of very mm. like organized. Yeah, organized is probably a good word. Mm. Yeah, cool. Which would be cool as a like a um, first time visitor because you don't have to go to the complete other side of the city just in case one shop is cool or one thing you want to look at. It's well, cool. I mean, they do have more than mm. one place 
in in a yeah, whole place. I mean, there's there's a couple of different um, places with music shops and stuff like that. But but um, what is it called? Ok- Okanamitsu. I think it's Okanamitsu. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. It's like a street, and every shop is a guitar shop, and um, they look very unassuming from the outside quite often. And then you go in, and it's like nuts amount of stuff that's in it. But <laughs> um, um, no, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I'm 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 looking forward to going there sometime myself. So ho- hopefully soon. Take the kids imagine, there one time. Yeah, I can imagine your, your girls would just love it. The gr- yeah. Mind. Well, we went we we went to um, Seoul not long ago in Korea. Oh yeah. And yeah. they quite enjoyed it because it's this whole um, the whole culture of the whole the whole little girl thing, you know, like the the grown up women that kind of acting like little girls and looking like little girls, and the whole mm. um, everything is sort of cartoon characters and and. Um, um, and especially in Tokyo, I don't know if it still is, but when we were there, it was like Hello Kitty Central. Yeah, uh, like yeah. every second thing was Hello Kitty, and um, in in Seoul, they quite like that because it's this whole uh, very cartoony thing. And I guess Tokyo is to the extreme. I, I, I'm pretty. Sure, I mean, as far as I know, um, Korea is sort of um, they they sort of instead of going sort of towards Chinese culture, they're much more into the Japanese culture, I think, in Korea. Um, And, yeah, I think the girls would like it. I really enjoyed it, I I have to say. I mean, I haven't spent a huge amount of time in Japan, but um, I really, really enjoyed it when I was there. Yeah, cool. I've I've been talking to people lately about it and mentioning it, and um, there's all these stories that come out, and most of them start with, oh, my God, one night in Tokyo, we got really drunk, and then this happened. (laughs) Uh, well, that's none of my stories start like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's always some, something to do with, uh, and then we ended up at this crazy karaoke bar, or we end up here, or yeah, yeah, no, and and so. you'll see it too in Tokyo. You walk around, and it's this weird. It's almost like I don't know, like the pokies here, or some weird gambling thing. And it's oh, these yeah. machines with all these little like silver marbles, and they go. I, I, we we watched it for a little while, and we have no idea how it works, <laughs> yeah. but it's very very popular. Right, you'll see it. Um, it's sort of it's very it's it's in a lot of places, and they love it. And yeah, we we sort of stood there and watched it for a while when we were there. Yeah. And no idea, like we couldn't follow anything in any way. I mean, it's the the, the thing with with going to places like Japan and also, you know, uh, sort of Southeast Asia, I guess. It's you know, you go to places like Europe and you go to places, or you know, even to a certain extent, you know, South America and Africa and stuff like that. And at least the letters are all kind of the same, you know. So you can, it's easy yeah, to sure. make out what's written there. But you go to places like. Japan and China and Korea and stuff like that, and the the you have no idea what you mm. it's complete culture shock and complete sort of isolation when you first get there because you have no idea what's going on. So I'm sure it's probably something really simple, but um, yeah, nothing written was written in English in any way, and none of us, you know, we didn't speak Japanese, and and yeah, I just had no idea, and like, mm. we, you know, we watched it for like five minutes. And once you sort of start going, oh, maybe it kind of goes like that, then he would do, the guy would do something else and you go, oh, okay, no. So that we have no idea yeah, what's right. going on. But anyway, um, if we're, someone we're out there bit... knows how they work, send us yeah. a comment, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably a bit late to the game, but we just started watching Anthony. Is it Bourdain. Bourdain. Yeah, he died not long ago, didn't he? Yeah. 
Um, we just started watching a show on Netflix. Have you seen it at all? The stuff where it goes around and eats weird stuff everywhere. Oh, it's it's not necessarily weird. It's it's more like a travel show with some food. Well, the one I, I think he had a couple of different shows, but the one I watched, yeah. what was it called? I don't know what it was called, but he he went to different places and ate all the bizarre food there. Right. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Um. The one that one that's on Netflix at the moment, and um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, more like checking out, um, just kind of people's ways of life and how food integrates into that and that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, yeah. I mean, he did some interesting stuff. Um, yeah. The old Anthony just saying, Gordon. I was saying, which is such a cool concept because I think there should be more like shows. I'd watch them like where it's kind of travel plus whatever the show's about. Like I, I know Top, Top Gear kind of do it well with their like, um, adventures abroad where you go like cars and then they kind of like learn about the country they're driving through. Do they really though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or they're just being douches. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's an, and be cool to do like, um, you know, whether it's arts or music or food or whatever it is, we kind of, because nothing's just about one thing. Like no music's um, songwriting is influenced by political um, environment and then uh, way of life, um, people's jobs and all this kind of stuff. So they're all interconnected. So I think I'd watch more shows if they are about the people and the travel, the place, plus what the actual show is about. So the, the circumstances yeah. around why, you know, the songwriter made this. Um, made this album or why a filmmaker made this kind of um, type of film and chose to do it this like this way or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But it's something you can start doing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Get onto that. Yeah. So uh, watch out for the new YouTube channel and the new podcast coming soon. <laughs> Alex, Alex eats some weird crap somewhere that isn't my house. That rolls off the tongue. Almost, yeah. as, almost as good as Super Fun Awesome Happy Done Better Show. <laughs> it's a working title. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yep. well, we, we, we're like 50 minutes into this and I haven't even, we haven't even started talking about what we were going to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. But um, That's okay. You know, get sidetracked. Well, uh, I mean... This is something completely different, but one of the things I sort of wanted to talk about, it's just one of the things that sort of struck me um, recently, right? Um, the the music shop where I teach guitar um, and where I used to work music at Noosa, they have a sort of a, a pile of old guitar magazines that they got sort of sitting there, you know, from the, from the 80s, 90s and all that sort of stuff. And um, I was sort of just flicking through them and um, you see all these ads of, you know, guys with very teased hair um advertising amps and guitars and all that sort of stuff and then it sort of i sort of started thinking isn't kind of weird nowadays um it's almost like when new gear comes out you know new amp comes out new guitar comes out and new pedals come out it's not really the the rock stars and i'm doing sort of air quotation marks here rock stars that sell the product it's now become 
the the YouTubers and the you know they're the ones that are actually become the faces for these brands. Yeah, and and I mean I'm not necessarily including us because we don't. We're not, no one wants these faces for their brand, but yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, speak for yourself, man. <laughs> is, yeah, well, yeah. But yeah. isn't it bizarre? Like, you know, I was just thinking just the other day because I saw another ad for it somewhere. But you know, like Hughes and Kettner released that new. Uh, it's not called that, but it's something like Black Magic or whatever it is. That sort of solid state amp, but with this new thing that emulates tubes or whatever. You know, that latest amp that Hughes and Kettner released. Yeah, think yeah. about it maybe a year ago and uh, or, or not quite a year ago sometime last year and um, you look at the poster of it and the, the faces for it that advertise it are guys like Henning and that Joss Allen guy and um, a bunch of other um, uh, YouTuber mm. guys so isn't it hasn't isn't it kind of weird now you know um, and, and you know you have like a new product like that new um um, two notes cab M coming out or well, I mean we were sort of involved once with uh, you know the the new Chase Bliss reverb the dark world you know we got a pre-release thing for that and um, you know then all of a sudden the release date comes and you know a million YouTube videos get released at once from all these different YouTubers doing all reviews on it and yeah and then the I guess whoever makes it sort of picks their favorites and then those become sort of the faces of the new product and isn't it weird how it sort of changed from from you know the the rock stars quotation marks mm. the rock stars nowadays for gear are YouTubers isn't that bizarre yeah it's I think it's just the whole marketing strategy for the music scene in general has changed, obviously, for the last five, ten years. Because um, I guess music is in such a crappy state right now. <laughs> <laughs> Insanely crappy state. Uh, yeah, pop stuff is always fairly average. But things like um, whether it's you're selling a product or an album or whatever it is, that kind of that sort of um, process and procedure you'd go through in the 90s and up to, say, uh, 07 or something, 09, um, is all not um, effective anymore. We yeah. would have, um, say, say band re records an album and they release a couple of singles and film clips and then and uh, do their thing and... Um, uh, and then a uh, record label gets it out on radio and to distribution and blah, 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 whatever it is. But that's not really happening now. No. Of course. So uh, it's just a new way of being creative to sell the product. Yeah. And because of um, like that pedal show and Henning and down the list at number 67 is us. No, no, we're way further down than 67. <laughs> we're like 267. <laughs> nice. um, so because of that, those kind of views and platforms like YouTube and podcasts are kind of becoming almost like a um, – actually, this is a bit side, side thing, but there's another podcast we're listening to and – uh, I think it was Joe Rogan had a guest on 
and his guest was like a social commentator type guy. He was saying at the moment we're kind of in a media renaissance, he called it, that things like platforms like podcasts, YouTube, um, streaming stuff like Netflix and Stan and that kind of thing, they have this whole um, whole new way of delivering media that's actually more in-depth, can go deeper into conversation, deeper into whether it's fiction or non-fiction, you can go deeper in every way because yeah. of, you're not limited to you know, your 20 minutes worth of TV show in half an hour with ad breaks and all that kind of thing. And even like whether it's, um, yeah, in fiction, like the whole Game of Thrones thing, there's some really complex character plots. I, I don't think you watch it, do you? No, I never watched. I haven't watched but, one episode of it. But um, like it's really complex, this whole kind of medieval um, hierarchy with, and that's the, um, it's giving audiences a lot more credit to their intelligence and like want for like complicated storylines and debates, whether it's about fiction or nonfiction, about music or film or sport or food or whatever it is. Um, people are loving it because the whole medium of radio and TV, com like commercial free-to-air TV, it's, it just doesn't allow for those in-depth type programs or discussions or um, film or whatever it is. It's funny though how you say to allow for more intelligence, but then at the same time you go so, to a supermarket no, and you pay with cash and, you know, you something costs, I don't know, seven dollars and twenty cents yeah. and you give you know the rare occasion that people still use cash you give give them cash you give them a ten dollar note they type it into the, the thing and then you go oh i've got a 20 cent coin because you know it's seven dollars and 20 cents it costs to make the change easier and they look at it and go i don't know what to do because i've already typed in that you give me ten dollars <laughs> okay so you know in one way you're saying people are more intelligent to follow plots in other ways, they're getting I, dumber and dumber. No, no, I'm not saying they're more intelligent. I'm just saying give them credit for the intelligence they have. Ah, okay. So, like, now these these formats are there for the people who want to look for, like, in-depth political discussions or religious discussions or whatever it is to go and find it and be part of it. And But if you still want to, like, look at YouTube videos of monkeys scratching their ass, then you can also do that. Who wouldn't want to do that? I know. It's a good Thursday night right there. But this whole whole platform thing is changing. So, um, and through that, people are using that those platforms as business opportunities. Oh yeah, of course. More, yeah, more yeah. audience. There's a huge. There's a huge audience there now. Yeah, audience is getting bigger and bigger. I mean, TV, just, TV, normal TV is dying because oh, yeah. no one watches it anymore. It's, it's just like out. sadly. The music industry, normal music is dying because everyone's streaming it or watching it on YouTube. But mm. but anyway, but, I mean that's a different thing. But again, um, you've got to you've got to use that new format to creatively work out how to make a living at an income from your music through that platform. Yeah, yeah. So um, what the answer is, I'm not sure, but that's how you have to approach it. It can't be like, you know. Um, the old ways, or just bitching about it, because it's not. It's oh no, of course work. not. No, no, I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not necessarily bitching about it. I'm just saying I find oh, no. it interesting how. I'm not saying you are, but 
there's all those yeah, discussions yeah. on. Yeah. Oh yeah. Someone will always bitch about anything, but um, yeah. I just I, I just found it really interesting how you know in 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 like ten years, and it probably is only about ten years. You paused it again. Uh, in in about ten years, we've gone from. Um, you're paused. I don't know if you can hear me, but you're paused. Um, there you go. In about a 10-year time span, we've gone from... Um, I mean, you still have, like you've had for the last 20 years, you still have Slash, Eric Clapton, Steve Vaughan, and Jimi Hendrix on the cover of every single guitar magazine coming out every single time. Yet... <laughs> Not, or Mark Knopfler, maybe, every once in a while. Nothing has really changed there. But the ads inside, I just find it interesting that in such a short time span, we've gone yeah. from, you know, uh, uh, famous musicians advertising guitars. And not just that. I mean, you look at so many YouTubers now who have who are endorsees, you know. They, they have mm. an endorsement by guitar companies, by amp companies. Um, yeah. Um, and they're getting paid by these companies to show their products. On, I mean, they're reaching huge amounts of people, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just find it very interesting how it how it sort of shifted that quickly. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, um, what are you doing now... with the phone? Sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? The phone keeps moving around. Okay. And you're sideways in landscape now. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Basically, like, um, I gotta look like that now. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're just, they're just making the most of like the audience that they have. Like, um, um, they're just being intelligent with their marketing, basically. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, because that's yeah. that's what sells. But that's what I'm getting at. It's I find it funny that it now the, the People that buy the stuff yep. don't look at the famous musicians anymore. They look at nerdy YouTubers. They're like yeah. they've become the rock stars. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm not including us. I mean, we're nerdy YouTubers, but yeah, um, just just like ones key, that actually have always had it. People actually watching get views and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just like the keyboardists have always had it. Yes, <laughs> really. Yeah. <laughs> They've always been nerdy. Oh yeah, I mean, well, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was interesting. I just thought it was a funny thing, and and um, yeah, I mean, we, we we don't need to go on about it for too long. We've we've gone over an hour now, anyway, so um, we probably should call an end sooner or later. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let us know, everyone out there. Let us know what your thoughts are, and and who do you go to? Um, for um, or who do you? I guess that's a bad question because no, don't worry even worry about it. who do you go to to find out what you know what gear you like and what to buy and stuff like that. Of course, you will check out YouTube because then you can actually hear it, not just ads by you know slash standing next to an amp looking cool. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, but I guess I mean I guess yeah, it has changed in that way in that. You know, when I was young, when I first started playing guitar, there was no such thing as YouTube. So I couldn't go to YouTube to try and find out what something sounds like. If I wanted to know what a pedal sounded like, and I knew that um, 
you know, some guy, some musician used it because they were in the ads. Yeah. Um, then I would listen to that, the albums, you know, of that uh, that artist, and then I go, oh, that sounds cool. I'll buy that. Yep. Whereas now you don't do that anymore, I guess, because now what you do is you go into YouTube and you look, um, you, you know, you watch Dan from that pedal show have an orgasm while he plays a song uh, and he goes, oh, it must be good because he's having an orgasm. I want to have an orgasm. <laughs> hey, who doesn't? <laughs> Did you watch that latest? Uh, I mean, I shouldn't bitch about that pedal show because they're great, you know. It's just the faces are just, God. Um like guitar faces. Oh, and, and just I don't know if they if they truly like that or if they're just putting it on for the TV. But they just did the, uh, one of the latest that pedal show videos was uh, on doing a um, a pedal board for that Danish Pete guy. Oh yeah. Have you watched that? No. And that and that Danish Pete guy was sitting there playing guitar, and Dan was sitting next to him, and he was like, they were like having simultaneous dual orgasms and it was just like do they wow i never i don't know there's from, a visual just from me think. personally from just me personally right if i sit there for example next to you when we're doing videos right and i sit next to you and you play something and i really like the way it sounds i don't know if i make like a, i just you know expelled something phase <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know, to be honest. <laughs> well, but I mean, they just—I don't know if they if they are like that, yeah. or if they put it on for the camera because it's just to me that's the thing that just weirds me out watching them. Is this sort of, you know, I mean, to I know I get comments all the time, and I, I literally get comments all the time in the videos that the guy on the right, you know, he looks he looks like he's you know while the other guy's playing, he looks like he's not you know at least pretend to look like you're having fun. And I go, oh, well, yeah, I sure. am having fun. I just, that's just my face. And <laughs> I look, don't man. particularly, I, I, and I mean, this is just me, but, um, yeah. and you know, I can't talk for you, Alex, but for me, when we do videos, I don't try to, you know, pretend like I'm excited. If I like things, I like things. If I don't like things, I don't like things. It's like they were yeah. saying about that, um, what was it, Manticore, is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> you know, one guy left a, left a comment saying, you know, he just watched the, that pedal show video on the Manticore, and you know, they looked like they were, you know, it was the greatest thing that was ever released in the history of mankind. And um, when we watched it, when he watched ours, it looked like you know, two guys who were barely even interested to be there. And I just said, well, yeah. I just re react the way I react. I don't know if, and that's what I'm, you know. I wonder if they kind of yeah. put it on to try and sell the product uh, and sell Poss what they're possibly, doing. But to me, it's just bit. like, I don't know. I don't want to pretend like I'm having an orgasm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to do either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, they might do a bit, but it's just that particular case of like, this didn't do it for either of us. And that's okay. Like, Yeah, I mean, I didn't dislike it, bag. but it just didn't blow, you know, it didn't, didn't. Blow your skirt up. Blow my skirt up. Yeah, didn't didn't rock my boat. Yeah, me neither. And that's um, kind of came across, obviously. So. But it's just yeah, it's just funny, and that's that's the one thing I always with that pedal show. I just it just always annoys me is this over the top enthusiasm. <laughs> you know, they're, they're like two puppy dogs who who sniffed another bu puppy dog's bum for the first time, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> 
Where have you been crapping? And it's just it's just a little bit over the top for me. And and that's what I'm getting at. I wonder if that's actually how they are or if they're just putting it on for the camera. But anyway, that's a different story. But and, and not saying anything bad about that pedal show or, you know, any of those guys. I think what they do is fantastic. Um just not necessarily for me. <laughs> okay. But it's a different story. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> Should we call it a day? Sure. So uh, this could be the last podcast for a couple of weeks because you're going to be away, mm. um, and then uh, I guess we'll do a we'll do a when you get back we'll do a um, roundup. Yeah, what you know we do a, a Japan special. You can tell Be us brief. all about. Um, the yeah. seven thousand music shops you dragged Zoe to at uh, in Tokyo, <laughs> and how she yeah, now yeah. left you. <laughs> <laughs> Might take the GoPro and try and film some stuff. Yeah, yeah, do, 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 please, do, please, do, because yeah, the music shops over there are are seriously insane. Mm. Like it's a whole nother level. Can't wait! It's gonna be great. Well, on that note, uh, awesome. so uh, thank you everyone for listening. And if you made it that this far into the podcast, congratulations. Um, you get our thumbs up. Um, if you do make it this long into the podcast, uh, send us a message and said you and say you've made it this long into the podcast. Um, <laughs> just write, I made it. I made it. Just send us a message just saying, I made it. Then we know what you're talking about. No one else does, <laughs> but you do. So if you if you made it this far, messages i made it either send it to super fun awesome happy time at gmail.com or go to our youtube not well you can go to our youtube channel and leave a comment there too or go to our <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this in Podbean, leave us a comment uh if you are um even if you're listening to this in itunes and you don't want to leave us a review just leave a review saying i made it that'll do um and give cool. us five stars or four stars or whatever the highest rating is um or go to our Facebook or Instagram and message us there saying, I made it. Or or post a photo of what it is you're looking at while you're listening to this with the little comment underneath, I made it. And we know exactly what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So um, thanks, Alex. That'd be cool. And I don't thanks, think man. I'll see you, so have a good trip. Yeah, thanks. And Bye. I'll see you when you get back. Sounds good. I'll bring you guitars and stuff. Yes, or, I want at least 17 guitars. Or, or not. At least 17. At least 17. Minimum 17. Wow. Because I'm an East <laughs> 17 fan, so... Um, oh, good. And that's it. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, okay, so on that note, uh, cue music, and thank you very much uh, for listening, and bye for now. See you next time. Bye.